What's up? It's your host, Ruben Woods, another episode of SOM Talk Live. And before we get into this amazing interview with music recording artist and professional track star, Carol Kate, just want to, you know, take the time to let y'all know what's going on in the world of entertainment. So first thing is, let's give a big shout out to Travis Scott for receiving the official Astro World Day in Houston, Texas. So definitely shout out to H-Town. Um, if, if Travis Scott is listening right now, I, I kind of need one of them Astro World chains because uh, I heard you had some some jewelry pieces for it. So I'm just saying, holla at your boy. In other news, we want to pay our respects to the late Kim Porter. Everybody in entertainment knows who that is. Uh, definitely want to give a shout out and condolences to Diddy, Quincy, their whole family, King Combs. Uh, just keep them in your prayers right now. On another note, speaking of New York, 6ix9ine has been arrested by federal agents on racketeering charges. So 6ix9ine has been in the news lately for many different things, some uh, positive, some negative. Uh, he's, he's definitely been on an up and up, getting out of other cases and things. And currently right now, him and his ex-manager and two other former members of the team are currently being held in federal custody after being slammed with racketeering charges. So, you know, it's, it's very unfortunate, but the ATF agents in New York City have pretty much, you know, facilitated and, and arresting this man over some racketeering charges, I'm guessing, and amongst other things. So let's go ahead and get into the show. So today's special guest is Carol Kate. Gonna go ahead and let her introduce herself. What up, what up, what up, y'all? My name is Carol Cake. I'm out here on the West Coast in LA, Kelly time. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. So um basically, if people don't know, you are a music artist, preferably a rapper, and you're also a professional athlete. So, um, let's let's get into the music part right quick. So, what inspired you to actually do music? Um, well, I've been doing music for a long time. Uh, you know, most people may not know. I grew up playing instruments, the clarinet, piano, and um, pretty much, you know, like, I grew up with a musical family, like, my mom playing. My, my dad sang, my grandfather sang. And so I grew up around a lot of different musical influences and what they listened to and stuff like that. So, you know, music was always something that just kind of allowed me to forget my problems when I listened to other people's music. And I wanted to, you know, start my own music and do my own thing and talk about my life and stuff. But that's pretty much how I got inspired. Okay. So based upon what you just told us, your inspiration pretty much was like your family itself, like your mother and father, right? Yeah. It was my mom, my father, you know, everybody um, in my family that was just doing music. It kind of inspired me to get into music. So, uh, and then being able to just, you know, just having a different, it's a, you know, being an athlete versus being an artist are two different things. So, being able to, you know, express yourself as an artist and, you know, that's, that's what I really want to do. Right, right. Okay, so let's talk about you being an athlete. 
So um, you've ran track professionally for how many years? I ran track professionally for 10 years. So that's a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I ran for 10 years. And then prior to that, I ran pretty much my whole life. Elementary, junior high, high school, um, at USC, four years. And then from there, I went on to run professionally. So, I've been doing it for a minute. Okay, so uh, you also did it like Olympically as well, right? Yes, um, 2008. Um, I made the 2008 Beijing Olympics. And then I went on to go ahead and compete in the 2012 London Olympics as well. Okay, so can you talk about like the experience of doing that? Um, I would say... Honestly, the experience of being able to compete in the Olympics, it's, it was awesome. You know, it's something that you'll never forget. It's definitely, you know, a lifelong experience that, you, will, you know, I cherish for the rest of my life. And it definitely taught me, you know, not even just being there. You know, everything, like, most people just see you there, but they don't see what it takes to get there and all the work that you put in. And all the sacrifices you gotta make, all that type of stuff. You know, they just see the finished product. So for me, it's like, you know, that road to getting to the Olympics is what taught me a lot of different stuff. And once I got there, you know, it was just like that me in the moment. It was, it was amazing. You know, everybody, you know, different countries, and everybody kind of like got along. It was almost like uh, everybody put aside their differences, you know, from different countries to meet up this one location to compete and see who's the fastest or who can jump the highest or what team is better than the next team, you know, so it was amazing, you know, the crowd were amazing, the band were amazing, um, the experience of actually competing in front of, uh, Beijing was 80,000 people at the bird's nest, so that's where the track was, so 80,000 people watching you and cheering and screaming, it was amazing, it was super dope. Okay, okay. So it took a lot out of you, though, to, like, train and to get ready for that, obviously, right? Yeah. Okay. So would you say it's harder to be an athlete, definitely, as opposed to being, you know, doing the music and stuff? I would say there are two different, I mean, they're similar. They have a lot of similarities and a lot of differences. But I would definitely say being... I don't want to say an athlete in general because every sport is different. Every sport has different preparations. I can't speak for the other sports, you know, basketball. So I can't because I never played those sports per se, but track and field, you know, no one likes to run, but like that. <laughs> like if you look at every other sport, you look at, you know, the NBA, the NFL, you look at all these other, you know, major sports, and usually running is their punishment. You know, if something happens, you know, you got to go run laps. You got to go do suicide. You got to do whatever. And for us, that is our sport, running. So you really got to love the sport to be able to excel at that level. And I would say for me, I love it. I still love it. And um, whether it being harder than being a musical artist, I would say it's hard in a different way. A lot of, you have to be very disciplined because if you're not, you won't. You know, you won't do well. In music, I feel like it's the same thing. I mean, you know, it's good to be disciplined as well in the music industry. 
as an artist, you know, especially as an independent artist, you gotta stay on your shit, for real, for real. But, um, I would say, if, you know, if I have to compare the two, I think being an athlete is hard in its own way, and being an artist is a little bit hard in a different way. Okay. So, you know, focusing on the music right now, um, what's the name of your latest single? Well, I just dropped a single um, a couple weeks ago. It's called Three Steps in Wine. It's, uh, it's a blend of Spanish and English, and it's a dance record. You know, it has like a reggaeton, Caribbean kind of like vibe, but then it has a little bit of street vibe because I'm rapping as well, so blend of singing and rapping, English and Spanish. And um, I just hosted last night Playhouse in Hollywood, and it was uh, Latino night. And I kind of premiered it there. And it was dope. Like, everybody loved the record. Everybody was dancing. A lot of fun. So uh, I'm dropping a video this Monday on warstarhiphop.com. So I'm excited about that as well. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. So what was the inspiration behind that record? Wow, I love to dance. (laughs) (laughs) I've always been a dancer. Um, Shoot, I like to go out and have a good time. And I just wanted to make something that was fun. That was just one of those, you know, one of those songs where you could be played everywhere. It could be played in a hip hop setting. It could be played, it could be played in a Latin setting. It could be played anywhere, and it just kind of it's gonna make you move. When you hear the record, it's gonna make you dance. Whether you start whining, whether you start bobbing your head, it's gonna make you move. And so, my inspiration behind it was just me loving to dance and me loving to have a good time. And there's nothing like going out and just turning up and having fun and not having any drama or nobody trying to, you know, trip on you or nothing like that. So it was more like a fun like everybody dad and having fun type of thing. Right, right, okay. So that's definitely positive then. So what would you say or or how would you say that uh music for you is because you pretty much are targeting two demographics. You targeting the Latina or Latino or Latin community in general. And then you're also targeting your urban market. So how's that been as far as like uh, reception wise? Um, I believe, you know, for me, me to be an independent artist, um, I think it's going really well on both ends. You know, uh, being able to have both markets definitely does make a difference because me, I, you know, I embody that. My father is Puerto Rican. And my mother, she's black, uh, black from New Orleans. And so, um, with both my backgrounds and a lot of history, you know, just from both places, Puerto Rico is the home for reggaeton. And, you know, New Orleans is really, and, you know, everybody was going back to New Orleans, making music back in the day, if you look at the history of it. But I think, honestly, you know, doing both markets for me, it just kind of comes natural, just because, like, that's what I've lived, that's what I've you know, that's what I grew up around, you know, and that's, you know, that's my bloodline. So, um, yeah, like, I, I'm really, I feel like it's an honor to be able to do both. And, um, you know, it's just an honor to be able to go and be able to make great Spanish music and then to come back and make great urban music. Um, I want to be a voice for people in both communities. You know, I want people to be able to listen to my music and say, well, damn, I'm going through the same thing, or damn, like, this is how I feel, too. You know, I want people to be able to relate 
I just like to take what I'm going through, whatever it is, good or bad, and, and put it out there and see who, who's receptive of it, who likes it, based off of being, you know, relatable. Or, or if you just make someone just turn out to have fun. Or if you just make someone do the opposite and maybe, you know, what, go off and flip their board and fire. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to be able to relate to the people on both sides. So I'm blessed to be able to do both. Okay. So, how would you say, or how do you feel about the representation of, uh, or how Cardi B represents for the culture, and as as well as just like how she may be depicted from both perspectives? Right. Um. It's okay. Could you elaborate a little bit more, like as far as? So how how do you or how do you feel about or what would you say is like? how your perception is of Cardi B, of how she's received by both the Latin community as well as the urban community. Right. Um, I think she's perceived well from both. Um, I mean, you know, with all the stuff going on in the media, the drama, you know, I think she's perceived well from both. I think there's a little bit of static maybe on the urban side just because of, like, recent things that have came up in the media with her. But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, like, I see how she's doing both markets, you know? And so I understand, like, why she's doing it as well. But I think the Latin, Latino side received her really, really well. And I think the urban side received her well. But I do think because of some of the, you know, stuff that was going on in the media, it kind of made some people on the urban side kind of be like, hmm, you know? So... Right, right. That comes along. That kind of comes along with the territory. <laughs> you got to stay out the drama. <laughs> Definitely. So, since you were talking about your dad being from Puerto Rico, um, how how was your family affected by the storm and everything that happened over there? Wow, it was so crazy. Um, well, first of all, <laughs> before the storm hit, I was pleading with my dad to leave. I want him to leave. I kept saying, yo, you gotta go. Come fly out to Cali with me or go fly to Texas with my older sister. But he just didn't want to leave. He wanted to stay. He wanted to ride it out. Um, the house that he was living in is located in Jalco, which is next to, the major city next to there is Ponte. And the house that he's living in was built by my grandfather. And it's a pure cement house. So you need a drill. Basically, if you want to hang a picture on the wall, you have to drill a picture into the wall. So it was a pretty sturdy home. But he stayed and rolled it out against my will. But um, pretty much, I couldn't get a hold of him for a week after the storm hit. Once the storm touched down, and, you know, we kind of kept track of it on, um, I kept track of it on this app, like a hurricane app on my iPhone. And um, I kept track of it on the news. But after everything hit, I called him, and I couldn't get a hold of him for seven days. And it honestly felt like the longest seven days of my life because I couldn't get a hold of him. And I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know, like, you know, I didn't want to, you know, expect the worst. But it was just crazy because, and then, it's, you know, when I was competing, I represented Puerto Rico as well in the Olympics. So I had a lot of teammates and friends down there. And I reached out to all of them, and I couldn't get a hold of any of them as well either. So pretty much when it, you know, came out that the whole island had lost power, I was just like, wow, like, what's going on? What's going on? And I was posting, thank God, social media. I posted on social media, on Instagram, and 
you know, post pictures of my dad, post pictures of like, uh, you know, his car, what he looks like, and what city he lives in. And people started reaching out to me. One of my good friends down in Memphis reached out to me. She was connected with some other um, Puerto Ricans down in Atlanta. They reached out, and they actually had somebody in the next city over from my dad lives, and they were sending back like text reports, like actual like. Everything was handwritten reports saying, you know, there was no casualties, there was a lot of debris in the street. Basically, everybody was safe in my dad's city, but they just didn't have any power and there's debris everywhere. And so it was crazy. Like, they had this phone number. Washington, D.C. provided a phone number for everyone here back in the state who had loved ones down there to call and to reach. And I called about four times, left messages, no one ever got back to me. The only way I was able to get back to him to find out how he was was through social media. And then he ended up calling me after seven days on his cell phone because he had, um, he didn't have AT&T because down there, there's only AT&T and another, a local provider. He has the local provider and it's called Claro. He had Claro and he ended up being able to get through on his line and I guess everybody with AT&T couldn't. So he ended up calling me and telling me, you know, he was okay, stuff like that. He was like, you know, pretty much helping the neighborhood. Everybody was kind of coming together and helping each other. And I still told him to come back, you know, to come back because he didn't have power still. But he, he said he wanted to stay to be able to help his friends. And, you know, he actually had to hand the phone because somebody else had to use his phone to call their family back here in the States because, you know, he was like one of the few people with the phone in his city. So it was crazy. Like, it definitely affected me a lot. Um, you know, a lot of all my teammates. Like, it was crazy. He didn't have power for 27 days, I want to say. And so, like, not having, not having power for 27 days is crazy. But he, it was it was a mess down there. And even, like, the track that I trained at down in Jalco was completely destroyed. Like, there's nothing. It's like a big hole. And it's no longer there. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely, it affected me. And it hit pretty close to home. Wow. So, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, now. Uh, yeah. Of course, since then, though, obviously you've spoken with uh, your father and everything is, is good with him now. Oh, yeah. We, we talk all the time. I spoke with him this morning. We talk all the time. And um, it's everything is good, but it's not all the way back. You know, um, there's a lot of rebuilding that's going on on the island. There's a lot of things that are still, you know, it takes a while for it to come back. You know, it's you know, in a year, it still takes a little bit of time because it was one of the worst hurricanes that hit since Hurricane George hit back when my grandparents were alive living there. So, um, but the house made it. The house didn't get messed up. The only thing they got messed up was the garage door. The garage door kind of, like, ripped off halfway, but the actual house, it, it went through and it was fine. But um, it was crazy because, you know, my, like I said, my mom's from New Orleans and Katrina... You know, I kind of understood when Maria hit because I had to deal with the, the aftermath of Katrina because my mom was here in California, but my, my uh, great-grandmother at the time was living down in the ninth ward, down in New Orleans. All my cousins and a lot of my family on my mom's side, they're all from New Orleans. So when Katrina hit, that was like a while ago. I remember we couldn't find my great-grandma for two weeks, and she was like 80-something at the time. And she ended up in Arizona at the Red Cross. She, like, got there. We don't know how she got there, but she ended up there. She called my grandma and told her to come pick her up from Arizona because my grandma was out here in Cali, but she was, my great-grandma was in New Orleans. So 
like a lot of my family had to move to Houston after it happened. Some of them went back. Some of them had to go back to their businesses. Like my grandfather had a church down in New Orleans, but he had to like, you know, get a lot of stuff done to his church and his house. So I kind of went through the same thing, you know, seven, eight years ago with Katrina. So that's why I was so afraid when Maria, you know, was going to hit Puerto Rico because I think how bad it devastated New Orleans with Katrina and how long it took for stuff to get back to where it was, you know? Right. So how has the financial assistance been for Puerto Rico thus far? Um, it has, you know, honestly, it hasn't been that good just because Puerto Rico is technically not a state. We're not statehood. It's common territory, but it's not technically like, you know, the 51st state. So it's been hard. Like right before the hurricane happened, Puerto Rico almost, you know, pretty much declared state of bankruptcy. And so there was a lot of financial issues going on. Like as an athlete, when I was representing Puerto Rico um, before the hurricane hit, there was issues with a lot of the um, athletes representing the country because we get our money, we get our money directly from the government. You know, as a as a as a national team um, runners, we get our money directly from the government. And so there was a lot of things like they had to cut a lot of the budgets and it, you know kind of cut into all of our money as athletes. And this was prior to Maria, so there was a lot of budget cuts taking place before. So once everything happened, it kind of made things worse. So it's just been a very slow slow rebuilding process pretty much and a lot of people from what my dad was telling me like a lot of the residents have left they packed up and came to the state and some of the places are kind of like ghost towns like certain little small like uh, towns are abandoned from what I've heard so uh, it's just been a slow process everything is coming together but just been slow but it's building you know right so wow that's crazy so, like, um, moving forward, then because of that, are they are they rebuilding, or are they in the process of rebuilding a lot more stuff now, or is it more so just kind of still stagnant? I believe that they're in the process of um, building. It's like it's certain parts of the island I feel like are kind of stagnant, like because there's certain parts. Like, okay, for example, my dad told me that. Um, like, a lot of people that live way up in the hills, you know, that area is, like, a lot slower for rebuilding because it's, like, a older, you know, some houses were older, you know, um, just even trying to get to those areas because of all the debris, you know, it's a tropical island, so there's, like, a lot of boulders, from what I heard, fell because there's a lot of mountains in Puerto Rico, boulders and rocks and debris and trees fell and it was it took a lot you know because some people live way 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 out like way up in the hills way in, out in the middle of nowhere so some of those places are you know those are probably like the last places to get rebuilt but like the major cities San Juan, Ponce, Condado, Isla Verde those are like tourist spots major cities major areas are in the rebuilding process but um yeah I mean because of the economic of the island, I feel like it could be a lot faster than what it is, but um, it, it, it's going in a, in a better direction, I would say. If you look at how it was when it first happened to now, it's definitely better, but there still needs a lot, there still needs a lot of help to be done. Like, there's still, you know, any type of, like, outreach programs, there's still 
a lot of things that need to be done, you know, for the island still. Right. Okay. So, I mean, let's take it on a lighter note. Now, you got a record with Zero. So, let's let's talk about that. What's the name of that record? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Me and Bo uh, got a record. It's called Crazy. Um, it dropped today. His whole album entitled Fate is dropped today. And so, uh, I'm excited about that. Um, this is like one of my biggest features and I'm just super blessed and excited to be a part of the project. Okay, that's what's up now. So, what upcoming shows do you have? Well, I'm actually supposed to be going back down to Puerto Rico December 15th and 16th for a festival. Um, you know, they reached out to me and asked me to come down and do the festival, but I'm trying to see, you know, I spoke with them a week ago, and because of some financial issues that are going on, I'm not sure if the festival is still going to take place. So I'm actually in the process right now to see what's going on, like waiting back to here, because I really would like to go down there and perform. And then, because um, the plan was for me to go down there to perform, and then to go do some outreach program stuff as well, like, you know, post Hurricane Maria stuff as well. So I definitely... I was going to go maybe for about like a week and a half, you know, go perform, go do some outreach stuff and, you know, um, just helping out with post-Maria post, uh, stuff and then go visit my dad. But I don't know what's going on because there might be some type of financial restraint on that. But that was supposed to be my next, like my next big festival, which is next month. So I'm still waiting back to see if it's all good or not. Okay. So, um, where can people find you at on social media? Um, you can find me. I'm always living on my Instagram. <laughs> it's I am C Rod. Um, my Twitter is the same thing. I am C Rod. And those are the two ways. I mean, I'm on Facebook as well, too. So you can look up Facebook. Um, I am Carol Cake on Facebook. Those are the three main social media outlets I use. And oh, wait, I forgot. So, actually, my next main thing, I'm like, I'm tripping. My next main thing is next Saturday, my bad. Next Saturday at Lure Nightclub in Hollywood, I'm doing a single release party um, for three sets of wine. We're going to show the video uh, throughout the entire club, so it's going to be lit next Saturday night at Lure in Hollywood. <laughs> okay, so everybody that's tuned in uh, for our listeners in Long Beach, um, definitely make sure you. Hit up Lula. Yeah, it, yes, anywhere. It, the, the club is located in Hollywood. So if you're in Hollywood, L.A., South Central, Long Beach, the I.E., anywhere in L.A. County or Evernio County, come pull up to Hollywood Lord Nightclub. And that's going to be next Saturday. Next Saturday. Not tomorrow, but next Saturday. Okay. The Saturday after Thanksgiving. So I, I guess you could say the Saturday after Black Friday. So after you shop, come pull up and turn up to okay. Lord Hollywood. Alright, that's what's up then. So we want to thank you for being a guest today on SM Talk Live. And oh yeah, for sure. I had a great time. <laughs> so right now we about to get into our 30-minute music mix on SOM Talk Live. Shout out to everybody that's tuning in wherever you at right now. Special thank you for our guest, Carol Cake, on today's episode. Make sure you check out her new music. She also got a new single with Zero right now. So, um, again, I'm your host, Ruben Wood.
Thank you to everybody who's tuning in. Make sure you tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. for SOM Talk Live.
Hundred twelve street, deuce line, tell a friend, parking lots, dope spots, hard 
a flip. I'm a vet. I'm a rep. I'm a boss. I'm a flex. I'm a turn up for the set. Take this bottle to the neck. Pre-rolls for the no licks for the homies. Five hundred for the K. Share it with the members only. I got the drink. I got the smoke and rotation. Head on a swivel rotation. I got the back door swinging rotation. If it's war, double back and rotation. This wall double back in rotation. Chopsticks on me Pull up, pop, hop out, drop Chopsticks on me Change your price tag. That's a hope for you. watch that. Yeah, I'm on work. If you want that, is your role Be precise, yeah. my little baby. Change your life, yeah. That's a hope on your eyes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, from a rolly to AP, she get a book. Homie, yo, she is a freak, I like her skin tone She look prettier with me, she know her alphabets But she stuck on double C, she like that on my little baby Take my leave, stay, stay, still smell like I'm selling weight I'm on fire, know they hate all my cars, all the D, four by four Just look at snow, that's a bad me in the city, ain't no joke uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My little baby, change your price tag. That's a hope for you. Wanna watch that? Yeah, I'm on work. If you want that, is your rope Be precise, yeah. My little baby, change your life, yeah. That's a hope on your eyes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nine. One night. You need more than one night, yeah. It's all mine when I see you on sight, yeah. On sight, it's so good you miss your flight, yeah. It's so exciting, so exciting, yeah. I'm the best you never had. I'm the best you never had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my little baby, change your price tag. That's a hook for you. Wanna watch that? Yeah, I'm on work. If you want that, is your role
All this jury on me, this jury on me, it's a light show. All these hoods up in the warehouse, it's a light show. When them guns spark and it's dark out, it's a light show. All these lights around the crib, yeah, that's just the way we live. It's a light show. 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 You see the stars up in the whip, yeah, that's just the way we live. Alone, I'm sleeping with you. Half of the time, that ass on my mind. She making time for my shit, but shine. Little bottom Christian Louis Vuitton. Tap burner, he gon' come with a ton. Quickly, I'ma pray with a ton. All white, not the regular one. Cook dope while she dumbing through fun. She legal, so she clutching a gun. Hit jail, I'ma need her to run. Hit the stage, button, come with a chunk. Jump bail, run it up in the clutch. Earring, boom, Formula One. Diamonds diving, they performing a jump. Teeth hitting and they glitzing too much. Limoncello getting stuffed in the blunt. This jury on me, this jury on me, it's a light show. All these hoods up in the warehouse, it's a light show. When them guns spark and it's dark out, it's a light show. All these lights around the crib, yeah, that's just the way we live. It's a light show, it's a light show, it's a light show. It's a light show, it's a light show, it's a light show. It's a light show, it's a light show, it's a light show. You see the stars up in the whip, yeah, that's just the way we live.
On me, I leave you puzzled. Get two chair ring, I'm not playing card on her. My knees on her, turn the hair on her. You know my back cavity, and I'm to her that salary. Saudi, are you on 10 yet? Z need smoking and no poppin'. Papa's pretending. He's so sorry if you're looking for somebody. Need pink bang on the tissue, I'm dreaming. Somebody's daughter of Finnus, all these children. In my knee, my Achilles heel. Yeah, I'll raise you to 100 me. Somebody call my phone, yeah. I'ma send it at the voicemail. I don't even check my voicemail. Big weight, I'ma need a whole scale. F12 Merlin out of Like it was shorts in the winter. What told the next in the summer? This is not for beginners, yeah. Did you scale fingernail? Went to hell, came back, went to jail, left jail, went to Benny Hunter, Kenny County Corner, got the swagger on me. Yeah, different fabric on me. Yeah, different choppers on me. Yeah, married to the gang. Yeah, holy matrimony. Yeah, oops, upside your cranium. Up someone's stage again. From strip club to stadium. I took my shot and made it in. Somebody pop our day. Hold up. Somebody on their way. Hold up. I would've grown our day. Hold up. Somebody can't relate. Hold up. Stay down. Up, the place up, the place up.
dream, you know? Yeah, dream. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thing. Listen, hysterical screams coming from mothers that bury their kings Or the unbearable pain of watching them walk out with the sheriff and chains Becoming a number they no longer care about the name White folks been getting rich off of cocaine Through some underhanded methods I don't got time to explain Out of fear that I won't reach them and since preaching ain't my thing I just drop a gem or two within a few verses I sang For all my real was trapped inside the game You know that hey.
I've been feeling kinda cooped up, cooped up. I'm tryna get some fresh air. Hey, when you got the roof out, roof out, you know it never rains here. Hey, you ain't got a flash when you're taking your picture. You ain't got a drought or wet every tension. Papa Rossi wanna shoot ya, shoot ya. Time for let's out here. I've been in my bag anyway, trying to throw a bag in the safe. You can touch your raisin base, baby, my little ones and baby days. You probably think of trolling, but showing out for the cameras. Them doing fish bowling. 100,000 on the passenger. Damn Kendrick Lamar, respect me from afar. I was made in this image, you call me a god. Everybody in attendance, I'm about to perform. Everybody get offended by the shit I got on. Like, can you buy that? Now, 100 horse, can you drive that? A G5, can you fly that? I need 10 so I can look at the snakes and poses. I need 10, cause Bob Bob is non disclosure. I need 10 so I can live with a peace of mind without taking a peace of mind and peace be still and not do fine. So f- fix the ticket. You pull me over and might see one of your. Stretch it out, that's a limo Pull it up and let me get behind you Where we going now, I need to know Ghost ride in the Phantom Tell me, see me coming She wanna hold me like a ransom Put the money, keep me running No, I've been in my bag anyway Trying to throw a bag in the safe Get your torture, raise the base Baby, my little one, some baby names Travelers out here Do what I gotta do, bruh, do, bruh Get up in my rear view here Up on the payroll, they wasn't me 